welcome to episode two of Align Your Mind, the podcast that helps you change your life and achieve your goals through the power of thought work. My name is Chelsea Tanner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, what are you waiting for? This is life-changing stuff. And if you have an interest in what I'm talking about or you think it would be helpful to someone you know, please spread the good word. Last week, I talked about the most fundamental step of thought work, observing your own thoughts without judgment. It's crucial then to reflect on whether those thoughts are serving you, but how do you know if those thoughts are serving you? That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk all about emotions. That's why this episode is called All the Feels. Uh, Emotions are vibrations in our body that are caused by our thoughts or beliefs. We create emotion with our thoughts. And so, just as an exercise, let's create love here for a second. Think about someone you love. Can you feel love for them in this moment? What does that person mean to you? How have they impacted your life? It feels great to feel love, right? Notice how we created an emotion just because of our thoughts. Now, that person does not have to be here for us to create love for them for uh, as an emotion that we feel. Can they feel the emotion? Nope. Just us. We love them and we feel that love because of the thoughts that we have about them. We can also feel frustration or anger or (laughs) irritation uh, because of the thoughts we think about someone else, but the thoughts are what creates the emotion. We can't shoot emotion at someone, right, and make them feel it. We're not care bears. When we love someone, we feel it, not them. We create emotions. They don't happen to us. We feel emotions from the thoughts we think. Let's take a circumstance we've probably all been in before. Let's say you texted someone yesterday and they haven't responded. There are a lot of thoughts that could be had about this very neutral circumstance right and depending on our thoughts we could get really out of control thinking they hate us we must have said something wrong or they they're really rude for having such a poor response time or whatever possible negative thing you could think these are just sentences in your mind and they're going to be reflected though in your emotions now you know if you think they don't like you, you're probably going to be upset or hurt by that thought. If you thought they probably dropped their phone in the toilet again or they just didn't see it and you might feel indifferent or even forget you texted them altogether. How we feel is dictated by our thoughts and beliefs. No one can make us feel anything. If someone says, for example, that I'm such a freak, me personally, Chelsea, uh, because I'm so tall, that doesn't resonate with me and I'm totally not offended because I'm five, two and a half, you know, or let's say something different. If someone says I'm bad at the flute, I don't really care because I don't believe I'm a bad flutist. I kind of just assume that they don't know as much as me about the flute. And 
that's based on my thoughts and my beliefs. Now, if I had insecurities around my flute playing, I would definitely have a lot of negative thoughts and emotions about that comment. No one can make us feel bad. Only we have that power. That is the power of our thoughts and beliefs. The reason we know that circumstances, which are just neutral facts, (laughs) do not dictate our emotions is because everyone reacts to the same circumstances differently. Siblings react differently to the same set of parents. Everyone thinks differently about the political climate and therefore feels differently about it as well. There's no right way to think. There are only thoughts that make you feel emotions. I want to take the time to clarify what emotions really are. They're usually just one word. Happiness, sadness, compassion, inadequacy, love, joy, grief, sorrow, embarrassment. We could go on. Feelings sometimes can get confused with our thoughts. For example, sometimes we say, I feel like they're really mean. This is a thought, not an emotion. These one-word emotions are called feelings because they elicit a physical vibration you can feel in your body. Let's take embarrassment, for example. Think of a time you were really embarrassed. Recall what that felt like. For me, my face gets really rosy and warm. My chest and shoulders get really tight and I feel a bit nauseous. (laughs) Not All feelings feel good, but they are, after all, just physical vibrations in the body, and they mirror our thoughts. So let's take anxiety, for example. This comes up a lot when I coach musicians on performance anxiety. What makes us feel anxious? It's not the performance. It's our thoughts about our performance. What does it mean that we're playing an instrument on stage? Because that's all it is. What are the stakes that we are putting around it? What thoughts are we having about it? Usually it's something like, I can't mess up, or I hope this goes well. For me, those are anxiety-ridden and unproductive thoughts. <laughs> but sometimes they come up. And what do we do about it? How do we get, a, like, how do we get around that anxiety? I hear that all the time. We can just choose to feel it. One of the most common reasons we don't take action on a long-term goal or do something we know is good for us in the long run is because of how we think we'll feel. And we're unwilling to feel negative emotions. As humans, we want to avoid negative emotions basically at all costs. Remember how our brain is just an organ that wants to keep us hidden in the cave because we'll stay with our tribe and not get eaten by bears? (laughs) This is the reason our brain is so effective because it creates emotions and negative emotions feel really bad, right? (laughs) So if we think it's embarrassing to post on social media or start a YouTube channel or change careers, we don't do it. We don't do it for no other reason, but then we don't want to feel embarrassed. We don't want to feel that negative emotion. But I want to remind you that It's just because of how you're thinking about it. Your thoughts create your feelings. And if you aren't willing to feel uncomfortable, you probably don't see a lot of change in your life. If you secretly want to be a YouTube star, but you get anxious when you post, then you have a decision. You either feel the anxiety and do it, 
You feel that anxiety all the way through. You don't do it. It's another choice. Or you do what so many people do. And that's numb out the feeling. They buffer their feeling. They do what they have to do, but they suppress the anxiety. I used to do this all the time with food, work, school, practicing flu, constantly listening to podcasts, or whatever I could do to not just sit with myself. This is very common. So the next time you put yourself out there, are you reaching for a way to numb out? Oh, I forgot to mention the biggest source of this, scrolling on social media, (laughs) right? We have pocket computers that are literally designed to fill those uncomfortable gaps. Is there a problem with this? Well, there's a really easy way to know. What happens if you take away that numbing out habit? For me, this was the inability to sit with myself. I felt so uncomfortable and very resistant to not using my time for productivity. I was avoiding feeling anything. I'd get worked up and stressed out and I would almost get addicted to that work stress cycle. I'd apply to dozens of auditions and competitions so every moment I had was full. So I didn't have to feel any of my emotions. So what's the alternative to numbing out? Allow the feeling. Choose to feel the emotion, that vibration in your body. Let it occur. I'll walk you through how I've learned to process emotions. Let's say I post something online. I have a thought that makes me feel anxious. I could grab some snacks or wine or immediately scroll TikTok, but those are not going to serve my long-term goals of being mentally present and physically healthy. So I choose to allow the emotion, the physical vibration to wash over me. Now, when I get anxious, I just point out what's going on as if I had to describe anxiety to an alien who doesn't know what emotions are. So my arms get really tingly, especially my upper arms. My chest gets tight, as does my throat. Um, I feel like jumping out of my skin, moving around a lot, and sometimes I get a little nauseous in extreme cases. When you're in an emotion, identify it. Say it to yourself. Oh, I'm experiencing anxiety right now. That's what this feeling is. I'm feeling anxiety. My chest is tight. I feel like jumping out of my skin and I feel a little sick to my stomach. Identify your physical vibrations. Notice if any of them move, right? Maybe the tightness was in your chest. Maybe it's dissipating or moving to your shoulders. Is it a hard feeling or a soft feeling? Does it say stuck in your chest? maybe it has a color, (laughs) right? Become physically present and describe your sensations. Sometimes one of them is that water comes out of your eyes, right? We're so moved by an emotion that we start crying. That's just part of it. It's not a bad thing. It's just part of it. This is the way I process emotion. And emotions aren't problems. I want to say that again. Emotions aren't problems. They only become a problem when we try to resist them or aren't willing to feel them. Do you ever think that you shouldn't be feeling something like, I shouldn't be sad or I shouldn't be this nervous? 
This is the resistance I'm talking about, resisting emotion. Now, allowing emotions and feeling discomfort is the way you accomplish long-term goals and expand your life. Being willing to feel uncomfortable for the sake of a larger goal is basically the key to all of it. (laughs) Last time I checked, it was very normal and human for us to have emotions. We're not happy robots. Happiness, sadness, pain, frustration, joy, love, grief, all of it should be in our experience. Our ability to process emotions is a skill that isn't just reserved for positive emotions. If we aren't willing to feel negative emotions, it's just a skill of feeling. It's much harder to feel those positive ones then. Now, why is this important? I always like to ask why. Why would it be so crucial to feel these negative emotions? Why is it important to know how you're feeling? Because your feelings drive your actions. Your emotions are the fuel for your actions. Can you take action without feeling motivated or inspired? Of course. And we do it all the time. But if we take action from a place of shame and guilt, if we guilt ourselves into doing something, that quality of that action is going to be really different than when we're inspired or motivated. If we take action from a place of love and compassion, for example, that's going to yield a different result. The quality of your action will be different when you have a different emotion fueling it. So we run on these emotions, right? Your emotion in any given moment shapes your life experience. If you haven't asked yourself how you feel, it's once again time to put on your observer hat. Observe. How are you feeling right now? Now, how do you get to the thought that's producing that emotion? Ask yourself, why do I feel this way? That's how you get there. And why are you feeling this way? Actually answer yourself. (laughs) Don't let yourself say, I don't know, right? That's such a (laughs) cop-out. And if you think that it's because of something external that's not a thought, but you think it's because of a circumstance, ask yourself what the problem with that circumstance is. Then you'll get your thought. If you're unemployed and you think that your unemployed status is the cause of your misery, think again. You probably think that it's embarrassing or shameful or that you failed in some way if you're unemployed. That's why you feel bad, not because of the status in general. Those are thoughts that you're having about a neutral circumstance. Sometimes we really, really convince ourselves that our circumstances are causing our emotions, but this is never true. Someone in the same circumstance as you could feel such joy and immense happiness. They could feel grateful and in love with their life. And you may feel stuck and unhappy and frustrated. And all of this is because of the way that we think. Your thoughts matter. And we can't get hurt without permission from ourselves. One example of an emotion becoming so overwhelming for me was a few years ago. I was struggling a lot with body image and I got to a point where I could just catch a glance 
uh, at myself in the mirror and I would break down crying. I didn't like have a succinct thought or words in my mind. I just had an emotional reaction. I had linked thinness and the way my body looked to my worthiness in the world. And that was so deeply ingrained that I didn't even need to think words about it. I just, I cried. It took me asking myself exactly why I was crying to unearth my true opinions. This gave me awareness. This was my starting point. If circumstances caused our feelings, everyone who saw my reflection would also break down crying, right? (laughs) Circumstances are never a problem until we have a thought about them. Once I learned that I create my emotions with my thoughts, I got to take responsibility for making myself cry. I got to take ownership of how I felt, and it was one of the most freeing things to do because if I'm going to cry or feel terrible, I can find out why and reach for a slightly better thought whenever it comes up. I am in control of my emotions. You guys, this is so powerful. Like... I have the last say, right? I can think whatever I want, right? I have control. If I believe that other people or circumstances create my emotions, then I'm at the mercy of other people or just whatever situation I'm in. I give up all my power, all my agency. We can never control all of our circumstances. And we can absolutely never control other people's thoughts, emotions, or actions, right? If we believe that we need to change something external to feel better internally, we lose before we begin. Let's Let's take weight loss, for example. I'll use my own experience. A few years ago, I decided to do the keto diet. I counted calories, grams of carbs, I stuck to a rigid intermittent fasting schedule, and the reason for this was so I could like myself more, right, as a thin person. My motivation was purely that I thought I would feel better if my circumstance changed, if I had a thinner body. I did this really strict diet for about eight months. I have pretty good self-discipline, so I just kept going at it. How did I get the motivation though? I shamed myself into it. I'd look in the mirror and pick myself apart. I knew that this diet worked and it, it totally did. I lost weight, but my motivation, my, the fuel for my actions came from shame for looking the way I did. Now, after I plateaued at a pretty normal weight, but it was the thinnest I'd ever been, I thought that my mirror was actually lying to me. I had a mirror that was like one of those cheap ones from Walmart or Target or something and it made me look just like a little bit thinner than other mirrors. And why was that a problem? Well, I didn't have anything to pick apart anymore. I actually bought a second mirror and not a whole lot changed unsurprisingly, but this is one of the most unhappy places I've ever been. Food was all I thought about. I became ravenous for food because, as I said, I used it for comfort. It was my enemy and it was how I was comforted. I felt depressed and I started binge eating. I became disgusted with myself. I shamed myself even more. And I would even punish myself with food sometimes. (laughs) 
So why am I telling you all this? Uh, because I was trying to change my circumstance because I thought I'd feel better if I was thin. It turns out the way you get to your goal is the way you're going to think when you get there, right? You bring your brain with you. (laughs) Your brain is going to remain the same regardless of your circumstance. If you shame yourself into action, shaming yourself is what you're practicing. I thought I'd feel amazing once I was thin, but I'd felt more miserable than ever. This was concrete proof in my own life that I felt bad about something. That if I felt bad about something, it's not the circumstance that is going to fix it. It's my thought about the circumstance. Now, of course, sometimes in our lives, you know, it's easier than others, right? But if you give all your power to your circumstances, you'll never feel satisfied because we can't always control our circumstances. If you're dependent on something or someone external to quote-unquote make you happy, this is where the slope gets really slippery. (laughs) Emotions are the reflections of our thoughts, not our circumstances. Becoming aware of our thoughts is the first step. And emotions are normal human experiences. They are something we all have in common. They are the fuel to the actions we take or don't take in our lives. If we're scared to take action on something we've always wanted to do, why are we scared? It's because of how we think we're going to feel when we take that action. But when we realize that we get to choose what we want to think and feel, we are limitless. And if we're willing to feel any emotion, How powerful is that? When I play a recital or have a performance, I choose to think everyone's going to love it because it makes me feel so happy and excited to play. And it's exactly the same (laughs) as choosing that everyone is going to hate it, but that creates a really different emotion for me. Becoming conscious of how you think and feel is not a tool many people implement. Most people believe that all of their thoughts are true and therefore are experiencing all of the drama and emotion, or they're not, and they're numbing out. I'm not saying that you can magically root out all negative emotions. Not at all. Life is 100% 100 50-50, right? But, But if we're a willing to feel, if we're willing to feel all of our emotions and take responsibility for choosing the way we feel, so many doors open up. What happens if you choose to feel sadness? Sometimes we want that. What happens if we choose to feel uncomfortable to, in order to accomplish our goals? What if it's not comfortable to put in that last hour of work? What if it's not comfortable to wake up at five in the morning to go for a run? But what if you're willing to feel that discomfort in order to achieve whatever you set out to do? Let me know what you thought of this episode. I'm so curious. If you have questions or you'd just like to get in touch, um, my website and email are in the show notes. Next week, we're talking all about the stories we tell ourselves, and you won't want to miss it. 
The amazing theme music for this podcast is a song called Already Gone by Paper Morning. Your dreams, they are changing.